Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday everyone. Yeah, I think we can still say happy Wednesday. I know what's going on in the world is anything but happy, but we need to stick together. We need to puff our chest out and um, we need to get on with life and get through it and we'll beat it together. Come on. Come on, gang. We can... Come on, everyone. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Lot. I really am. Now, come on. We've got a podcast, mate. Yes, we have another edition of the Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. And what a podcast it is. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, sadly on the back, no live sport or is there some live sport coming up in this podcast? Actually, yes, there is. Sort of, stick around. It's coming up. We begin this podcast with the Watford goalkeeper, Ben Foster. He was joined... Oh, no, Max Rushton's still on air, is he? How is this being allowed to happen? Gee, I mean, this is... I don't see Boris Johnson mentioning this. I mean, as a nation, we're trying to get through it. And you turn on your radio and you hear that. Oh, I can only apologise. Anyway, him... And Tony Cascarino were on the sport. He's doing the breakfast show. How's he got that gig? Anyway, Ben was on this morning, or yesterday morning, after being in self-isolation for a week. Wish Max Russell would be in self-isolation for a week. Anyway, thankfully, he's been tested negative for the coronavirus. That's Ben Foster, not Max Russell. I'm sure Max is fine. I'm sure everyone's fine, but I'd still like to see Max maybe locked up for a week or two, maybe even a month, throw away the... Anyway, this is that interview. I was actually fairly ill last week, actually. So it started for me about last Monday. I fell a little bit ill, um, and then it kind of got worse as the week went on, um, to the point where the club were quite concerned it might actually be coronavirus. So they sent a nurse down to do a to do a test on me. Thankfully for me, it was it was negative. Um, but saying that, even then, I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Whether whether we're in a situation at the minute where you want to actually contract the disease so just so that you've sort of got the antibodies in your body to, to sort of go forward with it um, or whether you want to steer clear of it. Uh, have you been self-isolating and how have you found that? Once I got the um, test through to say it wasn't coronavirus, I was like, right, I need to go and start doing something because I was, I was pulling my hair out, to be honest with you. So, yeah, just getting back out on my bike again is a massive thing for me. But, yeah, it's very boring. Like mm. I say, I'm probably the same as most people, doing a lot of sort of Netflix watching, TV watching, reading random weird stuff, anything to pass the time, really. I'm always one for the classics anyway, so things like The Office. I've rewatched The Office again this week mm. for about the hundredth time. Oh, is Elaine? She left you yet? Yeah. All right, see you then. She has left him. I forgot about that. <laughs> 
And Ben, I was going to ask you, what's your personal gut feeling on how this season pans out? As in, do you think it should continue into, even if it's August, September, that this season has to finish? Yeah, I think they're going to have to do something like that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I can't see in, in three weeks' time, or what was it, 3rd of March, 4th of March, I can't see that we're going to be able to just start the league again. There's no way, because we're still going to be in the same situation we are right now, aren't we? Probably even worse, actually. There's going to be, you're going to have teams up and down the country where players will probably have it. There'll be people at the club will have it. Coaches will have it. Um, so I think we're still going to be in the same situation that we are now. So... I don't know when it's going to get started again, but I, I, without doubt, I think you can cancel the summer's plans that you've got already because they're, they're going to have to prolong it as, as long as possible. Mm, I mean, there will be Watford fans thinking it wouldn't be such a bad thing if the season was just cancelled <laughs> and started again. It, you know, I don't know on the Watford WhatsApp group if you're suggesting that. Well, we we spent all season in the bottom three, haven't we? So at the minute, we're four from bottom. So for me, cancel it now and um, <laughs> um, <laughs> just call the season off from this point onwards. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I, yeah. It's um it's a tough one, but it's it's a weird one though. Like the lads, we like I say we've got a group chat, but it's sort of almost radio silence at the minute. On now to Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. They do the weekday show on Talksport from one pm. There's lots of funny stuff in their show. There's lots of uh, stuff that makes you go, "Why are you saying that?" And there's uh, I mean the reason I'm telling you this is because I haven't got a link written out. It just says Agent J. So um, if I said time now for Agent J, it would be a bit short that link. But I can say it now because I've just mumbled on about Time now for Agent J. There you go. It worked. Well, no sport really, but news from my cousin in Vancouver. Oh, this is great news. Yeah. His team won the Victor- Vancouver Metro Soccer League. Oh, very, great. very exciting. They're called... We're Rhin- going to be majoring on that today, aren't we? <laughs> Rhino, no, I'm just going to tell you. Rhinos Tigers. Um, a yeah, his son's, name, the, his son's the coach. He's the manager. How, how old are the kids? Uh, I think they're men. They're proper men. They're not really kids. Oh, okay. It's men's football. Yeah, right, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. So, what do uh, they do? They play Sunday morning out there. When do you know when they no, see, when they like play their games? The, it's on YouTube, so it looks like they play on artificial surface uh, at yeah. night. By the sound of it, but, but this, this is a, this twenty-two is a, game season. This is going to. You may know the answer to this, talk sport listeners. But we talk about Sunday morning football, mm. don't we, in this country? You know, yeah. the idea is that the kind of the lowest rung, with respect uh, for people to play an active game of, of organised football, is on a Sunday yeah, morning. Public yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. Are we are we alone in that in Great Britain? Britain? I mean, mm. do when the Dutch have a kind of equivalent of Sunday morning football, do they no play idea. it on a Sunday morning or do they play it on a Saturday afternoon? I have no idea. Should I ask Marcel from the No, well, no, we'll ask the listeners. We've got a ready-made oh, yeah. resource. That's true. Worldly yeah. urbane listenership who can tell that's us really true. they went over and they basically <laughs> lived in Holland or they lived in Denmark or Norway and the yeah. Norwegian FA, they're, they're telling us everything mm. today. They'll probably come through yeah, with yeah. that. Do you play for the Clog and Gowder? Yeah, indeed. It's Did you possible. ever turn out? Did you turn out for the clog and gowder? In, it's possible. I don't know. Who knows? Nijmegen and, or somewhere. And uh, let us know. There is is the Sunday morning. Uh, I, I doubt it. I mean, I doubt it. But I'm just asking a question. I don't yeah. know. I'll bring that up now. Now, not. Do you know, watch that much oh, yeah. Peaky Blinders last four years? <laughs> really? I, I feel like I'm living living in post-war Birmingham. Fantastic. You've got yeah. the cap on. You need you know, the I'm cap. Gonna, I'm going to get one of those anyway. When you start, when you get things wrong, I'll take me cap off. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> could be bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it could be bad. Yeah. Yes, I mean a lot of people watching TV, and a lot of people worried about self-isolating. It's quite understandable. But my yeah. wife is actually, believe it or not, quite happy about self-isolating. Your son was very funny about it. He, he was when he saw because it basically he said, "This is the moment you've been training for all your life.
life, Mum. It's, it's <laughs> tremendous. You know, nobody else likes staying in and watching telly like you do. No one else can stay and watch 260 hours of Holby and, <laughs> and that sort of thing, you know, doctors. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely fine. This so, is her cup final, is it? Well, very much so, yes. Yeah. Now, it seems that Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, is on every single show. Yesterday, he was on uh, probably the Simon Jordan show. The day before that, he was on the press box with Simon Jordan. Today, or yesterday, he was alongside Jim White. So it was probably called the Simon Jordan show with Jim White. And Simon was saying that every option should be exhausted before cancelling the season. This is Simon saying that, probably with lemon juice in his hair. I would be gobsmacked. If the 20 Premier League club owners or their mandated chief executives don't sit there in front of the Premier League and say, you must exhaust every possibility known to man to find a solution insofar as football is so important, but in our, let's just put aside society and just go to planet football for the moment because we're yeah. talking about football. Yeah, yeah. You must exist, you must exhaust Richard Masters, every conceivable less best laid plan of mice and men to find a solution to completing the 1920 season. And if you cannot and you have exhausted every possibility, then and only then do we consider folding down the football season and all the ramifications that go with it. And then and only then do we determine what comes after that. Time now for a bit of cricket. And the Surrey spinner Gareth Batty was on the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2. Now, Gareth is one of the six Surrey players who are currently self-isolating. And he says he feels at a loose end with no cricket in the near future. I'll be brutally honest, I'm, I'm nowhere. I don't know what to do because I'm very much on a, a three-week countdown. That's why I use the three weeks. That I know that I try and stay physically fit so that that is one thing that is ticked off. That's one thing that you can control and then it's down to your skills and sometimes you have to upskill and do lots more preparation and lots more bowling because it's just not quite working and you know what you need to work on. And other times you just take take your foot off the gas because you're in a good place and you don't want to burn yourself out before it gets to that competition time. So the unknown is, is the biggest problem for everybody. And uh, it's no different when, you, when you're involved in sport. If anything, it's probably worse because um, a lot of our lives are quite structured um, in the sort of practice. And you know you're practicing for a certain event. At the minute, you're not practicing for anything. Now, the drive time boys, Adrian Durham and Darren Goff, are actually broadcasting from Darren Goff's kitchen in Jubilee, which I'm led to believe is very, very big. Not like Adrian Durham's hair, which of course is very, very ginger. Anyway, these two were talking about England's Jordan Pickford and bigging him up, as the kids would say. And I look at, say, 1995, Arsenal were in the Cup Winners' Cup final, David Seaman letting a goal from the halfway line in the last minute, and they lost that to Zaragoza. He was still England's goalkeeper at Euro 96. And, and everybody still loved him, and he was brilliant. Yeah. And he saved a penalty in a shootout at Euro 96. You know, well, I think that sometimes we look at week in, week out, players make mistakes. But because he's the England keeper, a mistake that he makes get, gets magnified beyond all proportion. Beyond all proportion. And I just think he's done enough for England to deserve a little bit more respect than that. That's, uh, that's all I'm saying. And I do look at goalkeepers in an England shirt. Peter Shilton was a terrific goalkeeper. Terrible record in shootouts. To the point where we were discussing about Italia 90. Should he have been substituted in the 119th minute and Dave Besant put on because he had a better record at penalties? Didn't happen. Guess what? We lost the shootout. So, you know, I think that we have to look at what they've done for England. And Jordan Pickford's got to be right up there in an England shirt. 
as I'll say again, I think, yes, some of his performances for England have been magnificent and he hasn't let England down. But can we just keep saying that? He hasn't let England down. Yeah, why Your we? club football has to come into it, eight. Because England played, unless you're in a tournament, you're only playing twice every, what, two months, ten weeks? So you can't just keep judging England performances. Lingard, has he let England down? He left him out the last but game. Not, not playing, though, is he? That's yeah, but he's point. not playing for Manchester That's United. the difference. But at number one, the goalkeepers is a different situation. He signed for Everton as the number one. And he still is. Some clubs have him competing. Some clubs have a definite number one and a definite number two. I, I think he gets a raw deal, uh, Jordan Pickford. And I, I'm surprised that there's such a debate about it. Time now to hear from former England fullback Danny Mills. He was on the kickoff show talking about his own career. Oh, look at me and how brilliant I was with my England caps. Sort of. We were going into the quarterfinal thinking, you know what, if we beat Brazil, we've got a chance here. We can win this. Did you talk about it before? No, but well, I, I, so, Ni- Nigel, Nigel Martin was my roommate and, oh, and we used to, you know, you'd have a laugh and a joke and bits and pieces and whatever. Mm. You think, you know, imagine, imagine we win this, we get knighted. <laughs> How cool would that be? You know, as, as you sat there playing, you know, I don't know, whatever it was, Sega fishing against David Seaman, whatever, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Pac-Man, whatever it was, the little arcade that we had, you think, you know, yeah, it could get knighted if we win this, couldn't we? How good would that be? And it, clearly it was like surreal and, and not sort of realistic in, mm. in any way, shape or form. But we went into the game thinking we, we got a chance, but they, they were better than us. We got outplayed. I think the only regret of the game is that we didn't maybe just shell it long in the last 20 minutes. You know, we, we were dead on our feet, even though they had, you know, 10 men. They kept the ball far better than us. But we never really sort of bombarded them in the last 15, 20 minutes. Just sling a few balls in, mm. see what happens. Um, Was Sven not that kind of character? No, well, I think, obviously, Gareth, you know, the, the team... The, the, the goal just before half-time killed us. You know, we went one nil up, um, which I'd like to claim an, an assist assisting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, a hopeful punt forward. Um, I think that, that Emil flicked on um, and obviously Michael scored so and then they scored obviously just before half it was a f- fantastic goal it was a magnificent goal and it felt one player you don't want it to fall to you know on his left peg mm. Rivaldo you great, know and, and, he, and he tucks it away and that sort of takes all the wind out of our sails and of course you know since obviously Gareth wrote the book and it was you know we needed a Churchill speech at half time and we got Ian Duncan Smith um, I don't think Gareth played for Sven after that um, <laughs> didn't go down particularly well but that's you know you need rousing at that point, and we, and we didn't really have it. And we went out obviously second half. He scores the flukiest goal on the planet. Um, I don't hold Dave any account for that whatsoever. Um, I mean he, he took that bad, but it, that was it was luck. It was lucky goal. No one saw it coming. He's never done it since. Never even tried it. Um, that you know it, it was lucky. And then it, we just couldn't get the ball, you know, and we didn't really have too many shots, you know, after after sort of sixty minutes. In that game. Do you feel bad for some of the England internationals who've had to cope with those bad moments? You think of Gareth Southgate, David Seaman. Oh, it's tough. David Beckham's red David card. David Batty as well. You know, it, it's you, you can't imagine the sort of pressure that you're under. You know, we, we all practice penalties, you know, throughout that tournament. And, you know, I'd have taken a penalty, you know, had I had to. Not a problem. But, you, you know, it's, it is the world, you know, the weight of the, of the nation is on your shoulders at that stage and no wonder you know Beck's against Argentina no wonder he was nervous going up to take that penalty you know it wasn't the cleanest strike on the planet mm. you know the amount of pressure you know that, that it was under at, at that stage 
Um, you know, bearing in mind before, obviously, he's been sent off and there have been effigies burnt of him against, you know, getting sent off against Argentina. And Simeone tried to shake his hand before that penalty. So, yeah, it's massive pressure, you know, at that stage. And, it, and it's tough. And I think Dave felt he'd let us all down, and he hadn't. He'd made some incredible saves during that tournament. Um, to keep us in games um, he'd been absolutely fantastic and it was a lucky goal you know simple as that there was no, no one saw it coming there's nothing you can really do about that it just happens but going out yeah it's tough because suddenly it's balloon popped and off you go home you know we, we flew back I think straight after the game packed up left the next morning and that's it World Cup over done and dusted just like that and in, in the blink of an eye you're going from sort of like semi-national heroes to that's it gone it's over you know get back to normality and, and, and it's very very it's, it's a long flight back home I can tell you that Hello I'm Barry Glendenning and you're listening to TalkSport Daily It's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Now, Danny Mills' ex-teammate at Leeds, chart manager, Lee Bowyer, called the station yesterday to ask Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, about what would happen with his own players' contracts. Yeah, come on, Simon. You seem to have all the answers. We have 14 players out of contracts in the end of June. Uh, six on loan. So yeah. clubs could call them back at the end of June if that was the case. And, and the others, obviously, they don't have to play if they don't want to. So with your experience, obviously you ain't experienced this before, but how, how do you think that that problem Well, I just think that the, the football landscape would have to make certain concessions and certain adaptations. If you're extending the season, then you'd have to certain, extend certain obligations upon players. One of them is that most contracts expire on June the 30th if they're out of contract, and just and just in, increase that to July 31stly so that people that are effectively out of contract would have to be retained on the payroll by the football club during July, but then would be available to the club. And at the same time, the other argument, because this is the reason why I'm putting this forward, is because Chelsea's forward line is out of contract on June the 30th. Now, I know everything doesn't evolve around the Premier League, but you know how the world works. That will get the, the most attention. 
but yeah, the, yeah. but the idea that that players that are being signed for the twenty twenty one season should become part of the roster has to be discounted. So people that buy players between now between the close or what was the traditional close of the season and the opening of a transfer window can't make them available for the nineteen twenty season. But the current roster of players, players that you've got there that would be out of contract on June the thirtieth, then football can easily turn around and say, well, as a matter of extreme circumstances, we're going to call, we're going to have an extraordinary meeting, change the rules to say that all player contracts expire on July 31st as a result mm. of the 1920 season. So Charlton and every other football club can retain the services of their playing roster. And then it becomes individual discussions between people, and perhaps not your executive chairman, um, and other clubs to retain loan services for players that you've got from other football clubs, whoever you've got them from. It's about whether people want to do it, Lee. If they want to do it... Yeah then they'll do it and they'll find the solutions they'll move the obstacles out of the way. If they don't want to do it, then they'll put obstacles in your way. Sure. Now, of course, every night from Monday to Thursday from 10pm is what was recently voted best evening show from 10pm on national radio. That's Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar. Oh, yeah? Who voted for that? Well, it doesn't matter who voted for it. That's not even a category. You just made that up. Anyway, it doesn't matter who voted for what and what category. It doesn't matter when you've got gold dust like this. I think we need to quickly Mate, go over yes. to Beaky. He's watching uh, England it's... against Greece live from 2001. And it's not looking good at the moment. They've got, in fact, there's been a foul, rather a controversial one. I didn't uh, see much wrong on, with it. I thought that it. Neville, was it Neville that was fouled or Keown? Anyway, it's Beckham who's got the oh, free kick. Teddy. Plays it long forward into the penalty area, but the keeper comes out and takes it well. That was a really good take by Nicopolidis, and he's got the ball and time ticking away. I can tell you that the full-time whistle has gone over in Germany and that it's finished nil-nil. So unless they can get something in the last dying embers of this game, England, they will have to go into a playoff against Ukraine to go through. The ball sent long downfield with even the last few minutes. The chance for David Beckham now to pull the irons out of the fire. It's around about uh, 29, 30 yards from goal. Here comes Beckham, right-footed, shoots, the goalkeeper stands and watches. That's all he can do because a little bit to his right-hand side, but decided he couldn't get it, and it went into the back of the net. Now, that's it for another podcasting thing. A reminder, of course, that you can download previous episodes of Andy Goldstein's Talks for the Daily Podcast, or future ones, from Acast, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or all three. Or maybe choose two, or one. Whatever you want, just choose it from one of them. The next one, of course, will be available to download around about 4 or 5am, but if you subscribe, you don't have to worry about that time. It just miraculously appears in your inbox. Uh, that's it. There's no sport, again, for me to tell you about. You know, I lied earlier on when I said there was like just to get you to the end of the... You know, when you sort of meet someone in a bar, you say, oh, yeah, of course, I've got Ferrari and a couple of Lamborghini. And, at the, you know, you take them back, you just got full Fiesta, and they go, whoa! And you go, well, are you that shallow? Would you have only come back if you'd... Anyway, sorry, that's swam to me that really is it for this podcast thanks so much for listening um, I mean it when I say be safe everyone be safe I genuinely do take care of yourself wash your hands for 20 seconds keep your distance if you've got a cough or I, mean, I know you know I know you know that but I, I have to tell you I don't have to but I want to tell you just make sure you are aware of your surroundings and if you've got temperature and all that just self-isolate because we we as a nation will smash this to pieces this coronavirus nonsense. That's the only way we're going to beat it, and we will beat it. Oh, yes, we will. 
Thanks for listening. Have a great day, everyone. Be safe, my friends. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.